Introducing Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stag Simpson as the Fantasy Millionaires. Word up, word life. Hide your kids and hide your wife. The fantasy millionaires are webbing on your interwebs live as we do every Monday night. Talking fantasies and footballs and stacks and cash. Let the show begin. What are we spitting about first, Scotty Stacks? You know, I don't even know if you guys are going to be able to hear my voice. My voice is is lost. Uh, it's gone. So uh, please excuse me tonight. Uh, you're not going to hear the dulcet tones of, of Scotty Stacks Simpson. So somebody who just laughed, talked, and, uh, you know, crushed his voice at one of the best bachelor parties. Uh, we are the bachelor. Still. We are the bachelor party boys. Uh, we just wrapped up myself and Ash Collins over there. Uh, we just wrapped up an epic down in Austin with our man uh, John Olson. He's getting married. Congratulations, John. Love you, brother. It was awesome, man. Like we just took over Austin, Texas, and you were my my, my right hand man. Like we worked together the whole time. We roomed together. We went out to breakfast together. It was great, man. It was awesome to hang out with you and uh, celebrate Molson Olson. Yeah, how about uh, starting out at the airport? Who was that guy we saw from? Who was the guard for the Ravens? Do you remember his name? Oh, Kevin Zeitler. Yeah, we actually got to see Kevin Zeitler at BWI Airport as we were rolling out. He was one of the biggest men I've ever seen uh, yeah, up close. This was, this, this was crazy. We were in the airport, and I looked over and just saw a Viking and said to myself, if that guy doesn't play in the National Football League, what a shame. What What, what is he doing with his life? And uh, crept over to you, and I said, hey, man, uh, turn around and just take a peek at that guy. And you turned around, and you were like, uh, yeah. that." I was like, I was like, I think I'll bet you that guy plays in the league. And uh, Scotty Stacks, no fear, rolls over and uh, chatted him up a little bit, got, got a – Got a fist pound out of him, and indeed he did. Kevin, what's his name? Zeitler? Guard for the Ravens. Mammoth. Zeitler. Guard for the Ravens. Yeah. 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 Just just ginormously huge. And uh, he weighs uh, 330 pounds. He is 6'4". 
And uh, I feel like he could have crushed us like both at the same time if he would have engaged in any type of fisticuffs or in, you know engagement with us. He could have one hand on each of us. He could have taken us down, man. He was massive. So yeah, so Scotty stacks. I mean, I'm not saying I'm yeah, like an NFL caliber size dude, but I'm like six three ish. I'm um, I'm two ten, and a lot of times when I'm hanging out, there's bigger guys than me. But most of the time when I'm hanging out, I'm the biggest guy or one of the biggest guys. And so Simpson takes a picture of me, and then that guy is behind me, and I'm six three. He's six four. I'm 210, he's 330, and he was solid as a rock. There was no there was no pudge on that 330. It was just 330 pounds of granite all over his body. It was there he is, yeah. There he is. So little next to that dude. I mean, and I'm I should look big because I'm close. He just look at that dude so this the trip started off cool right away we met somebody from the nfl it was like what's up man this is this whole trip's gonna be fun um you know we didn't spin it okay here we go are we back now yeah a little connection yeah. issues i uh, do please bear with us we'll try to, uh you know catch you up internet lagging today not normally my issue but you know, it happens sometimes so um should do a little screen share this is uh this is day two uh i'll just say day one started hot when we got in on friday we were sober the whole trip we were ready to go kind of be with the boys and the first thing that happened is just mayhem uh scooters on the loose you know traversing all of austin uh but we found a bar called the rustic tap and i'm not sure if you're from austin or if you go to austin it's a cool place to go they had a nice place to sit uh lots of water lots of nice places to listen to music those great live music sports were on it was cool we went there twice uh and we had just had a great time just getting to be with everybody and hang out i, I love the first night uh for sure but the second day was the the best i got a picture up of it now we went to Lake Travis and we just took over the lake, man. I mean, it was just cigars, beers, you know, grilled hot dogs, ladies. I mean, not for me, but, you know, single guys. There was ladies, too. Water slides. I mean, that shit was pimp, man. It was awesome. Well, apparently, everyone goes to Austin now for bachelor parties and bachelorette, bachelorette parties. It was weird. I mean, when we were on the plane... We sat next to a group of girls. They were going to Austin for a bachelorette party. Um, multiple people, wherever you met, you're, they were there for some big event or a bachelorette or a bachelor party. When we went to the lake, um, we docked next to like four boats. And it was bachelor party, bachelorette party, bachelor party, bachelorette party. It was weird it's like austin has turned into the coolest place to go in america and it was definitely um cool city for sure very cool city um that was uh friday was probably the funnest day um saturday was really fun too um the whole trip was just i laughed pretty much um, 30 minutes out of every hour, legitimately. And yeah. uh, that, that group, 
That's 100% true, by the way. And it's not an exaggeration. Because when you're with everybody else, you're either telling a funny story, listening to somebody else tell a funny story, retelling a funny story, you know, retelling a story that happened during the trip or that, you know, whatever. I mean, it just stopped. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, Friday night, we got to go see our boy Joe Rogan and uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, and that show was wild. Uh, it was... They were... They were spitting hot fire on the microphones and did not give a fuck what they were saying. <laughs> like, um, oh, man. I mean, uh, you know, everybody in the world knows who Joe Rogan is. And, uh, you know, however you feel about him, I mean, there's a little, there's a pretty um, powerful section of the Internet that's working to get him canceled. And his opener, Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, had just legitimately lost his career two months ago. And it was interesting being in that room and the guy who opened for him, he might have been the foulest out of all of them. Um, but it was interesting watching uh, Tony and Joe get up there and, um, you know, do whatever they're, they're doing in terms of what they think you know, it's happening with, uh, you know, the, the culture of 2021 and, um, it was, but the cool thing about comedy, man, is that it's, um, if people are good, like Tony Hinchcliffe got canceled for, you know, something that what I saw was like, Oh, I understand why he got canceled. You know, he was, um, at the end of the day, uh, if a comedian gets up there and it's not funny and it's offensive, then it's just weird, you know? Um, but it was not like that. At our other show. people can interpret it to be what it's not intended to be. They interpret it to be hateful instead of intended to make people laugh and just missing. Um, but it's a it's a fine line in today's culture, uh, in cancel yeah. culture where they did cancel Tony. They're trying to cancel Joe. Um, but I'll tell you what I liked about it. Tony Hinchcliffe's whole act was about being canceled. And so mm -hmm. I, I thought he did a great job of in a few weeks uh, self-owning himself. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of self-deprecation in there. There was a lot of uh, commentary on society in general, which I thought was hilarious as well. And uh and there was Helen Keller jokes and there was zero dollar pussy jokes. And I mean, there was just, there were so many, you know, uh, he went, yeah, he went so hard in the paint. It was nuts. It was nuts. Like uh, when you're in, you know, especially like what we do where, you know, you are putting yourself out there, obviously, you know, we're just two guys just, uh, you know, talking about fantasy so it's nothing like that but you know you're aware of the zeitgeist the 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 current state of affairs and when you see somebody who just don't 
and uh, they don't give up. Like, and they're and it's for the sake of comedy. Uh, there's a part of you that's just like, how do you do that? Like, he he just didn't. He his whole act was about getting canceled. And it was like, <laughs> he should get canceled again for his act. I mean, there was no repentance. Yes. There was no, there was no part of him that was like, no. yeah, I've learned, I've learned, I've, I've been humbled by the internet. Nah, uh, uh, he's a worse human being now than he was before <laughs> all this happened. <laughs> I, I love so. it. I, here's the thing I loved about it was I think any everybody anybody and everybody should have the ability to a provide for themselves if they can you know right. want to be able to work uh, to speak their truth and be able to share what they think right and so uh, I'm, I'm I'm okay with those things and uh, you know, Tony had a forum to do it he misused it uh, I can tell you when we went to see him he didn't talk about any of those same jokes he did before which is great you know he he didn't he didn't do that he new act um, but. You know, um, across the board, he was to me on your goes long as Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan hour, but you know, still just he he crushed it. He just he was on top of it. He he had he had one liners that were uh just laugh out loud hilarious that that were uh obscene. I loved them, they're great. Yeah, and I mean Joe also um first of all the fact that he had him as his opener in today's world. I mean, they're, you know, best friends, but, um, or really close friends. Uh, but I mean, Joe Rogan's still protective over his career and different people that he's been really close with. He has not had them back on his podcast. And, uh, so the fact that he had him open, uh, for him, uh, I think was kind of bold. And then it also seemed like when it seemed like that they were sort of harmonizing about like, let's, you know, if like they're willing to piss people off that aren't trying to hear what they're saying. And Tony, it's like just ridiculous. But with Joe, it was a similar kind of vibe that he was kicking. Um, but at the end of the day, for us, um, Scott and me, we're we're just huge comedy guys. So like, I don't know, that's like our we've probably been to over twenty live shows. That's the fourth time we. That's the fourth time I've seen Joe Rogan. That's the third time he's seen Joe Rogan. I mean, we've seen just anybody you can think of. And we're always trying to see comedy. For me, going to a stand-up comedy show is my favorite thing to do. And it's like going to see live music. I mean, I remember when I was like 22, I went and saw Alien Ant Farm at the 930 Club. <laughs> I didn't like Alien Ant Farm. I just went to go, you know. And... At the show, I was like, "This is the this is the best band ever," you know, like like the the vibe of it takes over, and you just get into it. Like I was moshing, I was like crowd surfing, and I don't like to do any of that stuff. Um, 
there's something that happens at a live show and it's only with uh pros but when you go see i mean it's like comedy has evolved now to this level sort of how music evolved in the 20th century where like there's just so many good people that understand how to just pull laughter out of people and and make you get like this euphoric feeling and it's 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 my favorite thing to experience it's like if you're with a group of friends um especially something like what we went to like a bachelor party where you're just broing down i mean yeah it's like the funnest possible thing you could do you know like we saw live music there too there's a lot of live music there was uh one band that we saw the last night that was pretty tight but like nothing to me compares to seeing a, a, a an a-level professional stand-up comedian yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And the list of, of, and you've gone to a few shows without me, but we've kind of gone together to a lot of our shows. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've, we've seen Tom Segura together. You know, we've seen um, Joe Rogan several times. We've seen Bill Burr. We've seen Patrice O'Neill right before he passed down at the DC Improv, Frank Caliendo, um, Sebastian Mist. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the you're spinning so a little bit. And what I is missing something. What's that? Yeah. Well, of of comedians, but just what we love and what I love too is is having people people saying things they're not so. You know, I like that. I like when people say things that they're trying to make you laugh. They're they're saying things to bother you. So I like it when they do that. I'm never offended by a comic because they're trying to upset you. They're trying to pull the rug out from under you. And it's so funny when they do pull the rug out from under you. And I don't want to ruin Joe Rogan's bit in case anybody does go see him in Austin. And this is a bit he's working on because it's one of the best closing bits I've ever seen in my whole life. But uh that he Joe Rogan did that at the end of the show. He closed it where he brought you to a point, and this is what happens with with wordsmiths, with comedians, with people who can talk whatever the skill they're they're talking about or the, or the discipline they're talking about. They can use their 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 uh, their voice to kind of uh, explain and and do a great job of storytelling. You know, you brings you to a point. It brings you to and a point. Them, you're like yeah, right. Yeah, it's a trick. It's a trick. And that is even funnier. And I have, I have to turn down my gerbil wheel because my gerbils are working out real quick. Excuse me for five seconds. And uh, continue on this Joe Rogan rant. I'll be back. I love Joe Rogan, by the way. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say about it was that um, the venue that we were in was also – so the venue – we thought it was going to be the worst thing ever. It was not a comedy venue. It was a music venue. And so it was really, really, I mean, you, you kind of think, Oh, what's the difference? Well, this club is the difference because it was, there was no seats. It was just like a uh, bar stool tables. And um, they were kind of sparsely set out and, uh, then they were trying to make us stand in a place where we 
wouldn't even been able to see him. We were on this, so it was a two-level thing. Uh, thankfully, we were able to snag a center row seat in the upper deck where we were just like looking down on him. And that was another thing that really made it cool was um, I, it's one of the closest I've ever been to a comedian. And there, there's just something really cool about that. Like, you know, I saw Louis C.K. in Atlantic City, you know, and you're in this big, huge venue and it's like you're watching him up on the screen and then you see him far away up on the stage and you're kind of doing both. And they had the same thing there where the screen was there, but you could like look him in the eyes. I mean, at one point he, I've like laughed weird and I was like, only my laugh was the one you heard. And he actually like looked up like and made like a weird face. Like, what was that? <laughs> you know, like, and it was cool because you could see his eyes. You could see his face. And I don't know. It's, it's just he, fun. He, he looked high. I'm not going to lie. When he first came out, he looked like I did in high school in the olden days, in the back in the days. He looked rather toasty. He was he was lit up, it seemed. He or, yeah. or, yeah, I don't know. He drank during the show too. He had a little drink off to the side, uh, but he got more sober as the night went on. So, yep. I, you know, a hundred percent. He untoasted. He untoasted yeah. like yeah. right before our eyes. Like he was like way more uh, just like sharper in his like facial mode towards the end of the show. You could see that for sure. Yep. yep. Well, you know, I, I gotta say. All in all, you know, after Joe Rogan, we went to uh, you know, a lazy river the next day and just hung out in this like river that was super cool. Uh, and then we just had a great time. And and, and guess what? <laughs> we guess what? We gave our boy uh, John Molson Olson some presents during this trip. We gave him a rack of dildos, and that was one of my favorite parts of the trip. Honestly, going to the dildo shop and then me, you know, imagine. <laughs> I told every single person I saw that day what we were doing. And so people who didn't even want to know, like at the restaurant, they're like, oh, what are you guys going to do? I'm like, we're going to go get some dildos now. They're like, oh, okay, honey. I'm like, yeah, we're getting a lot of them. And then you were just there like, oh, this is my this is my friend. Oh, my God. And uh, the Uber driver, he's taking us to the dildo shop. We had to tell him. We had to tell him. We're going to get dildos for our friend's bachelor party. Just so you know what we're doing. We're on the dildo mission. And and eventually we broke people down. They just started dying laughing. They all thought it was like the best prank to pull. We, we wrapped six boxes in the end of dildos. We gave them like 10, 15 dildos. And yeah. uh, he, at first one, he was like, oh, oh, my God. Second one, he was just like, what the heck? By the third one, he he understood that there was all. Well, no, we kept trying to like pretend that there was like real gifts. And so. Yeah. We got, like, it wasn't until, uh, you know, he, he did, he was getting it, but then it was like, we were really like lying to him. Like, here comes the real. I said, okay, my, mine's real. These gifts are just ridiculous. Let's yeah. Get a real it's one. just funny gag gifts. Right. Let's get a real <laughs> one in there. And we would uh, open up another box and it would be some other like weird, like there'd be like a candy dildo, you know, like oh that you can eat. Yeah. So. Oh. Speaking of the candy dildo, one of my favorite things that happened was uh, we were at 
the rustic tap we talked about earlier and they had these cool lounges you can kind of sit in that went they they, they butted up right against the outside of the restaurant it's like a metal mesh fence you know kind of and ivy and cool things growing in it but there was a little hole so we brought this you know delicious apparently elixir this penis oh. dildo that looked yeah. so it was a candy dildo and it even had white something in the middle oh, so, oh my gosh we could not stop laughing so we brought it with us Ugh. just in case there was a, a bridal party and get a bachelorette party and there was we saw one on the street my friend just reached through like a glory hole he just reached through the fence and said hello and he shook the penis at the bridal at the at the uh, bachelorette party and then they went oh is that a oh, oh and then they took it and they were like yay look who we have and so that that was one of the funniest things <laughs> i've ever seen because they didn't see us they didn't yeah. ever, never saw our faces didn't see what we were doing. All they did was they saw a penis come out from a restaurant, and then they took the penis, and then they left with the penis excited. So, I mean, uh, that was just perfect. I loved it. Yep. So, all in all, uh, just a, a really fun trip. And, um, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we, we got to do a lot of things. We got to, to oh, be right with our homies. Riding scooters. We, uh, okay, so we, oh, yeah. we live near DC, and DC has these scooters that you can ride around, kind of park wherever. But the thing that sucks about them is they don't go over 10 miles an hour. <laughs> That's not a problem in Austin. They go up to 20. We were flying the whole way. We didn't have to take that many Ubers. We would just get on a Lime scooter, and then next thing you know, we were gone. That was my, one of my favorite things about Austin. Made it so accessible. You could go anywhere in the city you wanted at any time, and you had autonomy, too. Very cool. So cool, man. And the, the scooters really were, like, Texas up. I mean, in D.C., they only go, like, 10 miles an hour. They You could go 20 miles an hour on those scooters. So Love it. really yeah. injure yourself. It was yeah. great. Yeah, and there was a holster for your gun and everything. There was even a cage <laughs> for your tiger. I mean, it was – I loved it, man. Like, I'm, I want to go back to Austin. Uh, the thing is, Texas is hot, right? It was really hot while we were there, uh, 95 degrees every day. Uh, it was scorching. I came back home today, worked on my deck, finished my deck. We'll talk about that later uh, with my dad. It was hotter here. I was sweating more. I went through two shirts while I was outside today working. It's so freaking hot. So if it's going to be this hot here – Maybe I can go live in Texas one day. I, I'm not against it. I thought Joe Rogan was kind of wild for doing it when he first moved from California. Now I understand completely why he did it. Wise man. Great scene out there. And I got to say this. Shout out to all the, the, the ladies in Austin. That's the most beautiful group of ladies I've ever seen in my three days in any city ever in my life. I, I, I understand uh, why there's Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders now. I didn't before. Uh, now I do. It's just a different place. So congratulations, Texas. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm falling a little bit in love with you. Thanks to Joe Rogan and, and Tony Hinchcliffe and the Batch Boys. So, you know, thanks. Very, thanks. Yeah, very, very, very cool city. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about Joe Rogan. And uh, if you if you have any thoughts on him, it can almost get you canceled. So why not jump in? to Coley now since that's <laughs> another fun fun subject to talk about and we are a fantasy football show why not just yeah. hop into the hottest topic in America and 
navigate through this Cole Beasley space like we just navigated through Joe Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, who I'm and, sure there's and, people and, out there that dildos. hate. And dildos. We talked about Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. We Joe talked Rogan and dildos. Yes. So. Yeah. That this is this, this is this is what we do on the show. Now we're going now we're going to get into vaccine talk for real. Not not a joke because this is real. So are we going to get canceled talking about other people who've got canceled? Is that the, the is that what's I think happen? you can catch it, bro. I definitely think I, you can catch I, it. Like I think I don't you want to catch it. it. Yeah, I don't want to catch it either, but you know, well, here we go. Here we well, go. We're going to have to you know, I mean, I I I'm I'm not Cole Beasley. I definitely think differently than him, but I'm not towing the line that's coming out from the left on all of this either. So I have my thoughts. So let's, let's get into it. Okay. Let's, let's hear what, what you have to say. We, we've, well, we waited to have this conversation. So let's do yeah, it. Let's, let's not hear what I have to say. Uh, let's, okay. hear what, let's hear what Cole Beasley has to say. Right. Because, I mean, he's the guy, he's the guy of the hour here. So here's what Cole Beasley had to say. He tweeted out, uh, and all on my iPhone, I guess. I don't know what that is. Um, he says, look, I'm going to live my one life like I want to, regardless, regardless, regardless. Hi, everyone. I'm Cole Beasley, and I'm not vaccinated, exclamation point. I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. Point, period, blank, period, period, period. I may die of covid but I'd rather die actually living. I have family members whose days are numbered. If they want to come see me and stay at my house, then they are coming regardless of protocol. I don't play for the money anymore. My family has been taken care of. Find me if you want. My way of living and my values are important to me, more important to me than a dollar. I love my teammates and enjoy playing ball because all the outside BS goes out the window in those moments. I just want to win the Super Bowl and enjoy these relationships that will be created along the way. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity um, that way. Eat better, drink water, exercise, and do what I think is necessary to be a healthy individual. That is my choice, Caps, based on my Caps experience and what I think is best. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. I've enjoyed the times I've had. I'll get to live freely with my wife, kids, and extended family forever. We get to enjoy the times that we miss from the sacrifices we've had to make just so I could play this wonderful game. So either way, it's a win-win. That's where I stand. Thank you to everyone who has been supportive throughout this process. A lot of other NFL players hold my position as well, but aren't in the right place in their careers to be so outspoken. I feel for you, and I'm hoping I'm doing my best to represent you guys well, Cole Beasley. Okay, so I read that, so it's a lot of my voice there. Let's hear what you think. I'll let you jump off first. Uh, wh where are you feeling, Cole Beasley? Because here's the thing. Uh, well, we're not just going to dismiss all these words or affirm all these words. That's not how people work, and that's not how anybody should work. You should be thinking through every single thing people have to say and, and you know, uh, filtering it out, sifting it through your, your mental processes. So, uh what do you like about what Cole Beasley saying? Where are you feeling him at to start with? Uh, so we uh, talked earlier in the day and we um, wanted to figure out what we were going to talk about. And we were like, let's, why not? 
let's talk about the hottest issue in America. The bees. The bees has placed himself right in the heart of the culture war. Um, and so why, why not, why not talk about it? I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I was hoping to hear, I, I was hoping to hear your thoughts first. Um, it, you know, it's such, I can, a, I can, if you, if, if you want to hear, no, me no, I can go. I, it's such a, all I want to say is just, it's just such a touchy issue. Um, me and you are both vaccinated and we are, we are. I'm, we, I'm, and so I'm just going to preface a bunch of things first and we want people to be vaccinated. And we think, I mean, me personally, before I got vaccinated, I spent a little time learning about it. Um, it's an MRNA vaccine for, um, uh, the the ones that are out now on the market and Pfizer and Moderna. Um, I, I'm not sure if Johnson and Johnson's it's like slightly different, but I got the mRNA vaccine and I'm pro people getting it, everyone getting it. And it's amazing what has happened because it, I'm, I'm blown away at what, um, what humanity has done, what the scientific community has done. Um, we, we are, we are literally doing something that's never been done before in history. We are, uh, winning a war versus a virus that it, it, it's never happened. Um, our death toll now in America is down to what it was in 2020. Um, and it's because of the vaccine. So, for me, I I want Cole Beasley to get the vaccine. Um, I my kids are four and two. I want as many people to get the vaccine as they can, because I want people to. I want the death numbers to keep going down. Um, and. It was friendly easily, certainly, or discuss with him why, forget society, why for him mm -hmm. it would be a good idea, okay? Yeah. I was, we were on this trip, right? I'm a CrossFit bro. I'm wearing a CrossFit t-shirt. There was another CrossFit bro there, right? He got it. He got COVID. And he got the vaccine, by the way, after he got COVID. He got COVID and he was only sick for two weeks. Um, wasn't, it wasn't horrible for him. Um, lost his smell. He, he got kind of almost every symptom, but his lungs. And it was a two week thing experience that, you know, it didn't kill him. Like it wasn't like he had, it was, he, it was just like he was sick for two weeks. Like, on and off every day he'd start feeling better. And then it would kind of come back is what he said. Now this guy who's been doing CrossFit for 10 years, um, he's very healthy and he keeps track of what he's able to do. He, his smell hasn't fully returned. He says it's at like 90%, but he like, he doesn't like IPA beers anymore. Um, 
That's terrible. He, That's like, nah. Yeah. 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 He, 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 he says actually that he can't do what he could do at CrossFit anymore. It's not like a big difference, but it's a difference and it hasn't come back. And this is like, I don't know, six months later or something like that. And so I would always say to anyone that would be my argument first is that I didn't get it. And I'm so glad I didn't get it because there's a, there's, for uh, I don't know if it's a majority, but it's around a majority of people have maybe permanent lasting consequences right. that are minor to severe. So I would always argue, why get it? Yeah. Why get it? Why get it, Cole Beasley? Well, I, yeah, and I, I would argue, too, if you want to be the best NFL player every week and, and uh, you know, now what the NFL is doing it for those who do not know – why this? And here's the thing. This is why Cole Beasley is doing this. You don't have to be vaccinated as an NFL player. You do not. You can go through the season unvaccinated. They're they're trying to make two paths, right? The NFL is. Uh, the the difference though is if you are not vaccinated, then you have protocols that the other players and staff members do not have to go through, which is a, being tested every day. Nobody wants that up their nose. Uh, you know, they have to uh, do all of the mass requirements every single day that if they're exposed to somebody, they have to go quarantine for two weeks. Whereas uh, people who are vaccinated, if they're exposed, nothing, nothing. So if you and me on the bills, we're uh, vaccinated, you know, somebody comes in and they're unvaccinated and we're all exposed. I'm good to play this week. Cole Beasley has to go into protocol. So, I mean, th this is a big deal, not just, for his team, but for himself. I'm not sure people lose game checks or anything like that, but his ability to compete and to do what he says, play ball, as he said, can be hindered and can be restricted against it. So I understand that's where I'm feeling him. Honestly, that was from outside my answer. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that 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 restriction that he's going to face every single day, I, it, it doesn't seem kind of fair. I get it, and I, I understand that you know he would be against it, and he's kind of just said, hey, I'm going to be around and be about. I'm healthy. I'm good to go. All those things, good things. I'm, I'm glad. I would just say, though, if you um, don't want to be vaccinated, you're going to have to accept the consequences of that in society now because there are just going to be subtle differences in how people tr are treated. And if you have a problem with that, don't send your kids to public school. Don't get them vaccinated because for, for the last, I don't know, 80 years, 100 years, you had to get your kids vaccinated before they can even go to school. You had to get your kids vaccinated before they go to college as well. So I, I'm not like breaking precedent here saying like you should be vaccinated. That's just like I'm now lumping this vaccine within all the other vaccines that we've kind of now uh, measles, mumps, rubella, all the take your vaccines, man. Like I understand people don't want to do it and that's okay. If you don't take your vaccines, that's okay too. But don't be surprised if schools don't let you in. Don't be surprised if the NFL says we're going to have to test you a little bit more just because. This is a big freaking deal. The health of our whole society. We almost lost the American, uh, you know, infrastructure or not the infrastructure, but the 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 um, economic, you know, stability that we built for hundreds of you know years in this country. It's it was almost gone. So we can't go back there. And like you said, uh, amazing stuff in Austin this this week. We had masks and stuff on and off, wearing them on the plane. You didn't not like really, it. not it's really. Something. But here's the thing. But we didn't because everyone was vaccinated. Right, hang out with everybody, and we just got to chill. And so when we're riding and hanging out and being together because we're all vaccinated, people didn't sweat it. 
You know what I mean? Like, it was just. It was oh, like, I mean, I, I, I never even said this to you, but I mean, everybody was just aware of it. It just, it, you know, it wasn't the topic of conversation, but just, there was just so many moments when I was just like looking around and it was just like, I'm in 2019 again. I mean, yeah, yeah here I am. Yeah. I mean, we're out at a bar. Like, it's we're on just. A boat. We're on a boat. Yeah. yeah. We're on a boat, bro. Like, it, it being in Austin and getting to partake of just um, the city life and experiencing that was like the depressing thing of 2020 was, I mean, I remember watching movies or um, music videos, even like I remember watching like a, a Nas or some video uh, where they were all like standing together and like huddling and they were like moving next to each other. I was like, I almost started crying. I was like, this will never happen again. Like we're done with that. I mean, these were the thoughts that were going through your mind. And now here we are in 2021 and we're out and, um, and it, 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 it it's amazing. Um, so, you know, so that being said, I, I want, I do want to go a little bit more into what the league's protocols are, but I'll say this too. Okay. Again. So here's where I do feel bad for the people who are anti-vaxxers. I mean, he's an anti-vaxxer is the whole weirdness of this whole thing. So you, you, you have this, um, new virus and everyone is wondering whether or not it's made in a lab. And now even our government is questioning that, you know? So that is part of, I think the mindset where all these people just they're very conspiratorial with what how they're processing all of this and maybe rightly so in terms of that this might have been a biochemically engineered virus so and the government has not displayed trustworthiness ever so right right so so so, so you have that in i think someone like Cole Beasley's head and then they hear that oh we've we have a new vaccine technology that's never been used before and we're going to solve the crisis and i think there's a lot of people out there that are just scared they're they hear mrna and they think you know um i i i'm gonna get cancer or something like that that's I think that that's what it is. And people just don't really understand what the vaccine is. And I think someone who's an athlete like Cole Beasley would be of the mindset that I'm strong. I want to be natural and I want to live naturally. And they just, they just aren't aware of what, the actual technology is 
that this is something that has been around for a long time and it was um, being studied and being used to treat all sorts of different diseases and that what it really looks like is that mRNA vaccines are going to be something that takes us into the future, you know, like telephones and like the interwebs. I mean, this is a, this is a whole new breakthrough where they're going to, they're like, they're going to fix SARS and MERS and all uh, they're going to like flu shots are going to start to use this sort of thing. And there's research for cancer and there's so many different avenues and channels that this vaccine is going to, um, this new type of technology is going to be able to um, issue into society that's to me really exciting. Um, and I think someone like Cole Beasley, who is a football player and his body is his temple, he doesn't want to do something that maybe he's looking at is like, well, what, what, what is this going to do to my lifespan? And so here's the part where I feel that it's just, it's just such a hot topic because for me, I think that that's his right. And you were touching on that too. Like he should be allowed for me. I think he can think whatever he wants and do whatever he wants. And then it's also complicated because he can, he should be able to think and do whatever he wants. And then the, and then the NFL can think and do whatever they want too. you know, it's their league. Um, so I guess the thing that's most interesting is that, uh, it's really, it's really the, the onus here to me to sort of have the battle is on the union. And where does the union stand in this regard? Um, because it, 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 it doesn't, I think that that's his qualm. That's his issue. Yeah, they negotiated the protocols. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. They, they're part of that team that works with D Smith. And I mean, I'm part of a union. I understand how union works and uh, unions work. And there's a lot of people who have different interests and there might be people who don't want to go through the protocols who are not vaccinated, but there are, they're a minority, honestly, like uh, the majority of everybody I know is getting vaccinated. You know, I don't, I don't know many people who are not vaccinated. My parents are vaccinated. Uh, you are vaccinated. Your, your dad's vaccinated. My in-laws are vaccinated. Like, people are vaccinated. Almost everybody knows vaccinated. All the teachers I work with are vaccinated. So it is, it's a different world. Uh, and so if you choose not to be vaccinated, man, I, I don't hate Cole Beasley. I'm not going to say any unkind words to him or anything like we should never, um, you know, let letting people's freedoms, uh, that they're exercising, you know, make you hate them or, you know, get mad at them or that. I, I hope he plays on the place. Well, I hope he doesn't get sick. You know what I'm saying? It works out for him and his family. That's what I want. But, uh, I do think it'd probably be better if, if, uh, most people did get the vaccine. So please, uh, if you're considering it or not, uh, get the vaccine. That's, that's my thought. I'm a, I'm pro-vaxxer, you know? So. Yeah. Pro, pro-vaxxer too. And, um, you know, uh, everyone's argument is is for society, which is a great argument, and I I uh, subscribe to that argument. My argument is get it so you don't get coronavirus because uh, no. it doesn't matter if you're healthy or not. Um, you you could you could never smell something again. That, <laughs> that's, that's not that's just not something I don't think you should be rolling the dice on, man. Like no, it, never. 
I want to no. smell. I want to smell pepperoni right. pizza. I want to smell, you know, uh, burning in my house. I want to smell, you know, a shit. I want to step in shit. Not now. Not know I stepped in shit. I mean, gosh. All right. So let's just. This has been a great show. Uh, let's let's transition now, like we always like to, to three tweets. And so I've got I've got a little bit of a hum dinger uh, for this one. Now, uh, for me, um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this isn't the funniest thing ever, but it's it's a crazy story. So uh, I'm gonna click on and, and do the share screen now, as I am want to do when we do three tweets, as uh, we all want to do. We want to see the tweets. So this is a tweet that I. Uh, did myself, but it's not the funny part. This is the the preamble to what's funny. Uh, it's this is not this is just kind of I'm setting it up. Somebody knocks out the park afterwards. So, uh, Kansas City Chiefs defensive and Frank Clark arrested over like, the past weekend. Cops say NFL star had an Uzi in his Lambo SUV. This is in LA. So I wrote, who hasn't forgotten their Uzi? In their Lambo SUV, right? And it's, 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 it's glib, but it's it's not too heavy, you know. It's ha ha, you know. Well, uh, my man Mike Reedy, uh, he he crushes it next. So Mike Reedy, if you don't know Mike Reedy, he's over at the Undroppables. He's one of our favorite people. We love Mike. You know, he's just one of the coolest guys. He wrote, "I do it all the time. Sometimes I say, hey, where did I leave my Uzi? <laughs> Sometimes one of the little kids in the neighborhood is using it as a binky. Other times it's they may be using it as a wiggle ball bat, but it always turns up. Oh, that Reedy and his Uzi. So I loved it, man. I laughed out loud in my in my living room. And my wife goes, What are you laughing at? And it's just the idea of like Mike Reedy leaving his Uzi around the neighborhood and like little kids sleeping with it and like playing wiffle ball with like I, I could see it. And then them be like, oh, look, it's Mike Reedy's Uzi. You know, let's go take it back to him. So it just made me chuckle. I got into this tweet a lot when he, when he uh, wrote it. So, Mike, you made me chuckle, man. Love it. Shout out to Mike Reedy. Go follow him at Mike Reedy FF. He is part of the Undroppables. I love the Undroppables. So uh, please do. Uh, so that is my offering, sir. Uh, how about you, good sir? Okay, hold on. I just got a couple questions here. So who had an Uzi? <laughs> Good question. Uh, that would be uh, Frank Clark. Uh, he Frank is, Clark from the Kansas City Chiefs had uh, an Uzi. Yeah, homeboy. They still have like yeah, Uzis. Like <laughs> those are real guns. Like they're, they're still, like, like, <laughs> I thought that was just yeah. like sing. Like I thought it was Steven Seagal movies only. But no, right? Okay. Like I thought. Uh, I thought you had to be connected with the cartel if you had a. He, how did you get an Uzi? He, it, well, right now, no one knows anything because he's still in jail. So uh, he's been in jail for days. So uh, they pulled him over and they routine traffic stop. They looked in in his car. It looked looked in, not like search, but looked in. Uh, open duffel bag, Uzi. So. Uzi. I mean, Uzi. Uh, I mean, Uzi. If you're going to be a kind of guy who carries around an Uzi, which is okay. I'm not that guy. <laughs> it sounds illegal as shit, but uh, if you do yeah. whatever, just I don't, don't, don't tell me about it. And please, please zip up your duffel bags full of Uzis. That's that's just like 101 Uzi carrying. You don't that's leave one one. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, you can put drugs on that list. You can put kidnapping, anything that you're trying to hide in that is highly illegal. You don't leave an open duffel bags uh, when you get 
pulled over by the police. You're stupid, Frank Clark. Sorry to say that. Uh, you know, but you are stupid. You had an Uzi in your Lamborghini. I that, that just, you know, my head is spinning. So, uh, but Mike Reedy, he leaves his around the neighborhood too. So I'm, I'm okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Uzis are the fully automatic. They just go, right? Yeah, they go, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's pretty hard to get an Uzi. I would think he would know if he had an Uzi not to just be, at least zip the duffel bag. I mean, <laughs> gonna go to jail he had an unzip yeah that's just oh man all right all right here's here's mine um click on that you're gonna go to click on it all right now um all right right there okay so in honor of father's day this i get this tweet came across uh, my my internet research and i thought i would share it so in honor of Father's Day, uh, since we're doing the show the day after Father's Day, in honor of Father's Day, what's the best piece of advice your dad or father figure has ever given you? Okay, we're going to scroll up. And this guy is so hilarious. Go up. Let me, sh let me show you him real quick. Okay. Go. Can you go up a little higher? Can you bring it down so you can see the guy? Okay, Steve. Yeah, okay. All right, I, I Stavros. Halkius, okay? This is one of the best. So in our Father's Day, what's one of the best pieces of advice your dad or father figure has ever given you? And his response, don't let yourself get attached to anything you're not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat coming around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is so funny. That is like... My favorite. That's like what. This is like one of my favorite movies. It's like as soon as he said it, I was just like, "That's such a funny Father's Day." <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what this is, this is from the movie Heat, and it, right. it's Robert De Niro's character's life philosophy. <laughs> right. right. That's his father figure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, layers. This, this is a, I love Stavros. What a funny guy. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna give you the, the three treat win, my friend. Um okay. But, okay. but, uh, but uh, I'm also gonna uh, do you have your tweet to share real quick or, or yeah, yeah, I do, but you do you, you want to say something? Oh no, no, after you're done, I'm just gonna give people a, right. a deck update. I got a little deck video. We're gonna end it on the deck. It's not a three treats win or anything like that, it's just something I'm gonna share. Um okay. But I want to get All you right. scroll scroll up. You, I actually already sent you this, but I felt like sharing it with the rest of the, the fantasy millionaires. That one. I don't know if you saw it or not. It says this could be a photo from anywhere, but deep down, we all know it's Florida. <laughs> and it's a it's a naked man in a karate stance. A big yeah. A wide karate stance. <laughs> yeah, like a bath salts karate <laughs> stance. Right, right. Like I'm yeah. going to eat your face off karate right. stance. No, that right. is hilarious. Okay. I, I love that one when you sent it to me. Uh, it was really, really good. I like that. Very enjoyable. Well, I, this has been great. Three tweets has been great. The, uh, you know, the, the show, uh, personally, great, in my opinion, uh, which it always is, but particularly great today. Uh, I, I need to go and check. Uh, and find my my deck update. Here we go. Let's go to my media. So, in case you don't know, I've been working on my deck for I mean I don't know uh, seven freaking years. It seems like, um, but it, it's it's not been that long. 
actually. And so uh, I've got a, a great update. Oh, oh, by the way, Fantasy Goddess came back today. Uh, and uh, the, the thieves caught wind of it. And then once the thieves caught wind of it, we kicked her out uh, again. I went after her again, and then uh, she deleted her account. So that's good. That's really good news. Uh, we, we don't want uh, people who are fake in the community uh, trashing people, uh, saying things inappropriate, lying about people. Uh, we're, we're good people here in the fantasy football community. All of us are. And goodness gracious, this is the longest scrolling my computer's ever taken to get to a a, uh, a tweet here. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of at the mercy of my tweeters. Oh, there, ah, here we go. Okay, so this is my deck. deck. Give you guys the tour. Here's the deck tour. Looking good, bro. The plastic white railing to go down here on one of these black swivel tubes, I guess. I don't know there. But um, with my design, which I think is good. I think it offsets with the white and then the with the uh, pattern that she has here. This is uh, Timber Tech. So it's like a plastic wood composite hybrid, but it's never going to age. Get off my deck fly. It's not Mike Pence's head, you son of a gun. Um, never going to age, which is great. I love that. It looks like this forever. And uh, there you go. So if you go down, my yard is ruined because of all the, the time it took. We had to lay the supplies here and here. So guess what? Your boy's going to get to spend more money on, uh, on you know, some. Ooh. There you go. There's the, the, the long view. Some turf. I'm going to have to turf all this stuff, but who cares? All right. So now the outside view is gorgeous. So this has taken me two months working every day almost with my dad. Off that deck over here. I'm very excited to be done yeah, this I'm really project. Excited. My wife this as well. So there you go, guys. Thanks for taking this journey with me. Last two months of my life. Uh, but uh, oh, I have to power wash the deck as well. By the way, it's all dirty. All the stuff that's out in the yard. So power washing is coming. It's not normally brown, but matches the house for now. So all right, everybody. Thanks for watching this video. Have a great day. And if your wife ever asks you to build a deck, just say no. Just say no. That's what I say. I, I We had to watch it at the end so I could get that in there. I love my wife. But that was the, the hardest thing I've ever had to do for the most consecutive time I've ever had to do it physically. Um, and I'm the oldest I've ever been. And so uh, that was a tricky wicket to get through. And so I got to shout out my dad, who I love so much, who was there every day helping me being the master builder. I couldn't have done any of that without my dad. My dad designed that whole thing. We had to do so many special things to kind of make it look amazing. And it does. I'm so happy. I can't wait. Mike, you're going to be invited over. Uh, I'm already talking about Denny coming over. We're in talks about him bringing the family over. We're going to do deck, dogs, the pool for you and me. Uh, and this Thursday, we're going golfing with Denny Carter. Uh, we'll talk about it on the show next week. It's going to be great. I'm hoping to break 200. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how the fancy millionaires do. Uh this is a good show. Uh, before we get out of here, I have to say my, my bottles of hot box batch hot sauce have arrived. I got a whole kit. I love it. I got the taco sizzin. I got uh, the the, um, the the spice rub. I've got the smoke shack spice rub. I also got uh, the that's clucking hot. Uh, and then, of course, the, the hot box. I got 12 bottles of these. Can't wait to give them out to my friends. Michael, get one of these as well. Hugh's oh, um, getting one of these. Uh, the, the Batch Boy, Olsen, is getting one of these as well. Uh, and also, I got to say, I got a big shipment, a big shipment uh, of new gear 
from Viridian Global today. I love Viridian Global. They're the bomb. Go check them out. This is the hat I always pump, right? I love this. This is my, my hot box hat. Got a brand new hat. This is from my man, uh, Jeff Greenwood. You know my man, Jeff. This is mm -hmm. uh, NBD, but KBD. And what that stands is uh, not a big deal, but kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. Love him. Uh, he bought me that hat. I got to shout him out. And then this is the one that won the poll. The first Scott Fish shirt. It's yellow. It's Nirvana. And it says Scott Fishbowl 11. We're turning this year up to 11. If you're, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of Spinal Tap, you'll understand that this show goes to 11. So this show's been at 11 the whole time. Anything else you want to pump besides the Ralph Macho on Twitter, my good man? Oh, yeah. What are you going to say? I, I was going to do an underdog. I was going to tell you, do underdog. Yep, yep. Uh, sign up for Underdog. Uh, use promo code NimbleWNumbers. Uh, no, find us on there. Just promo code Nimble. Just promo code. Oh, promo code Nimble. Sorry. Promo code Nimble. That's all you got. N-I-M-B-L-E. Nimble. Get on that jammy and get cooking. The season is right around the corner. Uh, we do the best balls all the time. Uh, they are, they're, they're, they're so fun and they're, we do slow ones, we do long ones. Um, and it's a great way to start getting, uh, getting your eyesight ready for August, which is about a month away. We're coming up. So time to get your underdog account, use promo code nimble and, uh, you can get up, invite us. We'll invite you. And uh, we're all about it. If, if, if anybody who signs up, get get one going and invite us because we are degenerates and we play all day long every day. Yeah, I, I was drafting uh, on the bachelor party. You know, people were you know like uh, we were doing drafts, and I mean, I just, I gotta I gotta get in there, man. I love underdog fantasy. Uh, do check them out, please. And then. Uh, I, I'm writing for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I got a piece out right now about the rookie RBs. Check that out over there. Also, I got a, a rookie wide receivers article I'm working on coming out soon. Uh, you know, NBD, KBD, not a big deal, kind of a big deal. Uh, and uh, you know, I got the weekly content over at Guilty as Charged. Doing, uh, I did a, a, a $25 Best Ball Mania 2 entry last week. I could win a million bucks. And you can see the lineup I put in there to win that million bucks, too, if you want to go back and watch that show. I think that's it. I, I think there's anything else I have to plug right now. Uh, I write for FantasySixPack.net, but not right now. Uh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Download the app. Check them out. Apple Play Store, Google, the whole thing. Oh, no, Apple and Google Play Store, the whole thing. Check them out there. We love them. We're on there. Download us. Listen to us. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think the only thing we need, and I'm trying to see if I can do this, is the is the drop to get us out. So let's see if I can drop us and get us out. If I can do that, then I'm money. Let's see if I can do it. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.